then really no matter what shows up on this path, you're going to want to keep doing it because you're, you would probably do it whether you got paid for it or not. And I really do believe the value in entrepreneurship, again, is choosing a path of mastery versus choosing a path that has a destination. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Well, my fellow Satorians, it has come to our attention that many of you are not yet aware of some massive news in the Satori Prime world. So let me let you in on a not so little secret right now. So Guy and I have recently created an app that you can now download on your iPhone or your Android device just by searching for Satori Prime in either iTunes or the Google Play Store. Or if you want, you can even download it directly to your desktop by going to app dot satoriprime.com and the reviews are in and they are lively things like life-changing i love the gamification i share this with everyone in my life and my favorite how is this free so if you want to join your fellow satorians in our very own exclusive community then like i said head either to your itunes or google play store and search for satori prime or simply go to app.satoriprime.com and install it on your desktop So as soon as you join, what we're going to do is we're going to give you access not only to our amazing community, we're also going to give you access to a completely free 10-part transformational mini-series that we've never released anywhere else. And this is where you can begin to uncover all of these limiting beliefs and start upgrading them. Things like money, overwhelm, procrastination. You'll get to see how you can create accountability in your life like never before, and you'll get to experience life in a whole new way. So if you haven't done so already, come join our Satorian family today. Make sure to go download that app. And now it's time for the episode. Hello, hello, everyone. Elon Ferdman here again, and it's time for another Have It All podcast. By the way, first and foremost, I just want to thank you guys for listening. And thank you guys that write us and let us know what an impact this has made. Just so you guys know a little bit about Guy and I, um, about a year and a half ago, we changed the focus of our goals. So a lot of people when they're building businesses are all around focusing on, you know, how much money they're making in the business, et cetera. And so I was talking to a guy and I thought, you know, like we used to, when we first started the business, every time we made a sale or every time someone would join a program or anything like that, we'd call each other, we'd get so excited. We do this little like money dance, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know, your business grows and it gets to a point where you know, luckily you're, you're getting these, uh, come through and, we kind of stopped doing that. And what we never stopped doing is every time we receive a Facebook message or someone sends us an email or leaves us a voicemail that is so heartfelt and beautiful and just acknowledges the work that we've put out there and the difference that it's made in our lives, that we share. 
We share it with each other. We share it with our family. We share it with our friends. Sometimes we even share it publicly online. We ask for permission first, obviously. And uh, it's something that we absolutely love. So about a year plus ago, we decided that our goal was that um, we want to receive 10 of those a day. And the idea is that if, 10, if we're receiving 10 of those a day, knowing that a very, very small percentage of you would, will actually ever uh, take the time out to do that, then that means that the global impact that we're truly seeking is, is there and it's real. And obviously, you know, money just follows that. And so for us, it's always been about impact. And um, I just wanted to say thank you for all those that, that do choose to write in. It really, I can't tell you what a difference it makes for us and um, how much we absolutely love and appreciate it. So thank you. Now, this uh, episode that you're about to listen to is actually not our podcast. So Guy and I have been asked to be on a ton of podcasts. Um, in all honesty, some are just okay. You know, the people that interview are just okay. Um, the questions they ask are okay. Um, they know very little about us. It, it seems like a little eh. And then every once in a while you get on and the energy is just so right. And the person's asking awesome questions and guy and I feel like we're on fire. And, uh, we were on a podcast called boss Academy radio recently. And we both got off all three of us, the interviewer, uh, as well as us. And was like, wow, that was really good. So the guy actually wrote us back. He's like, you know, I listened back to this. This is probably one of my favorite episodes. So what I wanted to do is actually share with you what it sounds like when people are asking us to tell our story, because we haven't shared that with you guys in a long, long time. And I thought this would be an awesome opportunity for you guys to learn a little bit more about us and how we speak about our business and what we're passionate about, and etc. So I hope you enjoy it. There's definitely one or two others that I think we could share. So if this resonates with you and you guys actually like hearing Guy and I being interviewed, let us know and uh, we can definitely share a few more of these. So uh, enjoy and let me know what you think. Have a great one, guys. I've got something special in store for you today. It's very rare that I bring on two brothers on the show, let alone two brothers that are not only hilarious, but also super inspiring. They're going to bring such great content. I guarantee you're going to walk away with a better state of mind and some tools to take your life to better places. I'm talking about Guy and Elon Ferdman of Satori Prime. As I mentioned, they're brothers. They're also world-class life coaches, passionate entrepreneurs, and motivational speakers, fiercely dedicated to helping you succeed. So they've helped thousands of people all over the world connect to their inner passion and radically transform their lives. And I know that they're going to bring some great stuff to us today. So let's welcome Guy and Elon to the show. Elon and Guy, welcome to Boss Academy Radio. Hey, brother. Thanks for having us. Mm -hmm. well, uh, no problem. Are you guys going to talk at the same time through this whole interview? Is that the way this works? The whole time. It's going to freak people out in perfect <laughs> sync in unison. The whole we, time we're going to talk in perfect. <laughs> oh, sorry. We're off we spend two weeks just like a dance crew, just mimicking each other before every interview. So we just get it perfectly in sync. That's funny. <laughs> I actually perform on an improv comedy team. And one of the exercises that we sometimes do is we'll have a group of us and we try and put a piece together sentences or phrases by somebody else say a word and everyone else is trying to catch up and say it at the same time. It's mm -hmm. quite comical. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you guys have spent a lot more time on this than I have. So. <laughs> Right, and we so, don't pay for it. <laughs> well, hey, we really appreciate you coming on. Look, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who their lives become very complex when they start a business. Entrepreneurship is considered sexy today, but what people don't find out until they're knee deep in it is how it could be the hardest job you ever have. And when mm -hmm. things are good, it's amazing. When things in your personal life are not going well or you're stressed out, sometimes it puts you in a position where 
you have to make some hard choices as to where you prioritize, which means either your business is going to get hurt or people around you might get hurt in terms of not getting your time. So let's kind of talk about those entrepreneurs who are trying to grow their business. They're juggling a lot of things and they're facing a lot of stress. What are some of the things that we can do as entrepreneurs to find better balance in our life? That's an awesome question. I just you you made me think of something. So we interview a lot of people on our podcast, too. And I always think like if you as an entrepreneur, someone came to you however many years ago when you were starting and said, look, in 10 years, five years, whatever it is, here's what you're going to receive. Like this is what how your business is going to look. This is what, And this is what you're going to have to go through. Like these are the ups and downs. These are the pitfalls, like all of this stuff. I believe that 99% of people that have lived that journey would still have said no <laughs> at that time. But jumping in is, is the key. Um, so how to prioritize? Well, let me back up a step. Our methodology is called have it all. That, that's our coaching. The, primarily the entrepreneurs that we work with are people that have reached financial success and they get to a point where they've conquered that mountain. They get up there. The feeling is nothing like they imagined. In fact, it's rather empty. And then they kind of look at the wake that they've produced in their lives by failed marriages, uh, missing all of their kids' events for the last five to 10 years, grossly overweight. And they go, oh, well, that's not at all good. And then they come to us and they're like, well, I want to find that balance. And so ultimately, I will say this. I think the outset of your journey will predetermine a lot of how this goes for you. A lot of people start businesses because their ego is out there trying to prove something. They're trying to get their dad's acceptance. They're trying to prove everybody that they can or you know, all the people that told them that they can't, et cetera. And that's the stuff that leaves just mass mass wake or mass destruction in your wake. I read this great book called uh, The Saint Who Sold His Ferrari or The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. And uh, there's a little story in there where the guy says, you know, everyone wants to reach the castle at the top of the mountain. And so the entire journey, you're walking and you're looking at this castle going like, oh, gosh, why am I not there? Why am I not there? And that's the stuff that where entrepreneurs get really pissed off. Because like I should be somewhere else. I should be making more money. I should this. I should that. And he said, what if the road that you were traveling on was just filled of every ruby, diamond, precious stone, precious metal? It was the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Would you even bother looking up? And I think for a lot of people, if they took that type of journey and just realized that the journey itself being an entrepreneur, I think, is one of the most transformational things that any human being can go through. And if the focus was how, on improving self day by day by day, and by self, I mean improving your relationships, improving your health, and in the improving your impact, the way that you, you communicate your message, et cetera, to me, or to us, I should say, that's a much more holistic approach to building a business um, that you end up enjoying and loving a lot more than just some goal out there that your ego said, like, until we get here, we're not worth it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you know, I think that uh, for myself, I don't know if it was, I mean, I, I think ego always plays a part in it. Um, I just always felt like I wanted that control over my life. And when I got the opportunity, I, I had a blast for the first five years of running my business. Uh, when my marriage started to fall apart and I was going through a lot of that, it became more of an anchor um, and then, mm -hmm. you know, you're talking about uh, looking at that castle going up. But uh, I'll tell you what, I, I know I've had this conversation with some people who have had 
monumental success who at one point where they were looking was down because they were falling. And I know what that's like. You feel like you're going backward, and that's mm-hmm. a really empty place. You know, I think everyone has a rock bottom. Now, obviously, rock bottom for some people is, is a lot different than others, but at the end of the day, an emotional rock bottom can happen. It's like they're really, it's not about enjoying the journey. It's about survival at this point, because there are those mm. people that are facing that. How do we help them? Yeah, I think I think uh, if I can step in, uh, uh, you know, for me, entrepreneurship is is a journey of of mastery. I think for a lot of people, it's a journey of destination. So I think when you're when you're in that survival mode, it becomes about money. It's funny because we, you know, <laughs> we started our business in uh, at, at like the height of the great recession or whatever the hell they're calling it these days uh, with like no money in our pockets. We had just lost a business uh, about a year before um, that was really lucrative. I moved back in with my parents. Elon's like dealing with foreclosure, first kid on the way, IRS is seizing taxes, like all that, all that good stuff. And somewhere in that shitstorm, we decided it would be a good idea to uh, start a business. Yeah, I think I'm laughing because <laughs> it's like I can relate. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, what? I have yet to meet any successful entrepreneur that doesn't have their like zero to hero story. Yeah. It, it just seems to come with the territory. So I think part of it is, you know, what's the perception while stuff like that is happening? If you're in this conversation of I should not be here, like I should already be farther ahead, that's going to be associated with pain. And then there's certain entrepreneurs that I would say like Elon and I, where we look at it and it's always everything that's occurring is occurring as an opportunity to learn to step into an even greater part of ourselves, a greater power part of ourselves. You know, look, entrepreneurship is is a reflection, the ultimate, in my opinion, reflection, uh, a mirror for the way that life is, except it like chunks it down because instead of just going to a job every single day where you're not really measuring yourself in any sort of way, a business is going to be in direct correlation to your own growth. And, and the business is going to reflect, like you said, like your mood and your, you know, like the mood and how you're going in your life. So five years, it's like you're in this marriage. And then as it starts falling apart, like the business is uh, directly being impacted by that. A lot of investors will look at um, interrelationships between the partners. And if those are unhealthy, they're not going to invest because you really can't circumvent life from entrepreneurialism. It's just going to magnify everything about yourself. So I think to say to be somebody, okay, well, okay, you want to sign up for entrepreneurship, but don't expect to go through any kind of growth, any kind of difficulties. It's all going to be just swimming upstream, like keep your eye on the prize. I think that creates an expectation that creates a lot of pain. And I think a lot of that is has been perpetrated by a lot of the marketing that's like, hey, sign up here, th- click three buttons and make billions of dollars overnight. Uh, and then, you know, as you start your your three click process, you quickly realize that that's just not the, the appropriate way to make money or that you're going to make money and, you know, screw a lot of people and kind of do it in a negative way and, and you won't last. So I, I think it's just prudent to really look at what is it that you're creating? Is it in alignment with what you're truly passionate about? If it is, then really, no matter what shows up on this path, you're going to want to keep doing it because you're you would probably do it whether you got paid for it or not. And I really do believe the value in entrepreneurship, again, is uh, choosing a path of mastery versus choosing a path that has a destination. Hey, I just wanted to pause here for a second and tell you about something that I realize many of you have no idea about. So Guy and I have just released a brand new advanced training. So after hundreds of emails and questions constantly asking us, well, how do I have it all? How do I have it all? We've created the five pillars to having it all. So if 
any of the things we share with you here on the podcast have resonated with you, then I'd like to invite you personally to an all new training. Now you can register for the next live class by heading to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. There you'll be able to register for the next live class. Or if you're one of these people that I need it now, you can always just watch the latest replay on that page as well. This, by the way, my friends, is a robust, in-depth training that will help you clearly see what's currently stopping you in any area of your life, be it your health, your relationships, your finances, or simply just maybe you want to manifest that big dream. It will help you with all of that. So again, go check it out by going to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. And now back to the podcast. Can, can I just add something? Because you asked about survival and, and this image of, of as Guy was talking just came to me. And here's the thing. There is no reality, right? Survival is that your perception of what you're dealing with at this moment is so difficult, is so beyond, quote unquote, your capabilities that you feel like you're drowning, right? We would agree that that's Pretty much Absolutely. like when you're in survival, right? Okay, so that's a perception. It's not a reality. It's just how you're perceiving the situation. So just personal story for me. When my house got foreclosed on, I'm not going to get into all the details, but at that time, I was going to work with this image in my head of me, my wife, and our four-month-old. Like someone's going to come to the door and be like, all right, get out of the house. This was the image. Me, my wife, and my son in a brown box outside in the street begging for money in the rain. Like, that's the visual I, my brain concocted. And that's the the world that I lived in. So you can imagine, like, that's a pretty heavy load to carry while trying to build a business. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so we have this exercise that we do with our clients, which is you basically formulate, right? I, I prefer to write down. You could say it out loud, but I prefer writing down worst case scenario. And I mean like remove the d dragons, remove the fire breathing, earth opening and swallowing you whole, like remove all that crap because that's okay, all Okay, let's keep my ex-wife out of this. Okay, guys. <laughs> 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 At least you're having so, fun again. Yeah. Well timed, well timed. So- and then you just write down like, what's the real worst case scenario? When I wrote down my work, my real worst case scenario is like, they kick me out of the house. My parents live 15 minutes away. We move in with my parents. We figure out where we're going to rent next. And we like keep living our lives. That's the real worst case scenario, right? Now that reality versus the perception that my brain made up allowed me to function in a completely different way. Because once you accept that reality, you get power back. Survival, anxiety, all of that stuff comes from a lack of acceptance to what is right now. So if you're in this world of like, oh my God, the world is burning, there's no way you're going to be capable. So that's, that's one real great tool that anyone can use. The other thing is, I always think, has anyone in the world prior to me gone through something like this and survived? And if they have, you have that capability. People aren't born with superpowers or anything like that. It's stuff that they develop, right? So if one person has accomplished that which you want, it already is possible. And that gets your brain out of like, it's impossible and gets it into maybe it's difficult. But the difference between impossible and difficult are miles apart from a neuroscience perspective. You know, one of my favorite books, it's a real simple book, but it was written by a woman by the name of Jillian Zoe Siegel. And it's called Getting There, a Book of Mentors. And she went out and interviewed 
I don't remember how many top leaders, like billionaires, very successful people like John Paul DeJoria, Warren Buffett. Um, she had mm-hmm. all these amazing people, Anderson Cooper. Every one of them that she interviewed and it was featured in this book had gone to a point, a very low point, like John Paul DeJoria, worth $2 billion today, was living in his car, broke, had no money. You know, there's just so many great stories of, I think uh, you said it, it, nobody's gotten there without at first having that uh, that low point. But at the end of the day, I think you're, Ilana, it's a great point. It's like so many people have been in worse situations and have risen above. You know, you look at mm-hmm. all these people that come in from foreign countries that barely speak the language. They um, have no money and they rise up and build amazing businesses and have success because mm-hmm. they they know what it's like to live with less. And they're willing to make that sacrifice. The rest of us live in this moment of fear with the minute things start to fall apart. Yeah. Uh, and just if I could add one other thing here, it's that there's a concept that it shouldn't be that way. Like it, it should be easier or more flowy. And I want to just help people rejigger something in their brain. You're only met with fear and resistance when you play a big game. In other words, when you're in expansion mode, which is why entrepreneurship is such, I said, it's the best means of personal development, right? As an entrepreneur, what shows up is every limiting thought, every old program, every way that you are incapable of producing the result that you want. So you say like, I want to expand. I want to get to that level. Well, guess what? What got you here, that old line, what got you here won't get you there. And so instead of when you feel resistance, what most people do is they feel resistance. They go, oh, that doesn't feel good. I'm going to go in that direction, right? Opposite of it. Well, resistance only comes when you're expanding. So if you're looking to play a big life, if you're looking to have big impact, if you're looking to make a lot of money, it all of those things, right? If you're not being met with resistance, that should be the issue. It's like, oh crap, I'm not playing big enough anymore. How do I step up my game? Resistance should be the thing that you look for, that you strive for, because every time you're met with resistance, that should be like, yes, okay, what do I get to look at that is an old program that no longer serves me, right? Like the same way that your phone gets an upgrade to its operating system, you know, like I'm talking the big one where all your apps don't work for the next two days. Like we don't do that as human beings, And then we try to work with an operating system like Windows 95 to build our seven and eight and even nine figure businesses. Well, guess what? It doesn't work. And that's where resistance, if you can alter that and get excited about resistance, then you're not in survival mode anymore. You're in, ooh, excitement, opportunity mode, grow, learn, develop, get better, et cetera. And that's, I mean, I think that's like people's life as a human. That's your life's work. Yeah, so that's a great point. You think about when you get started in entrepreneurship, because, you know, you mentioned that you guys jumped into this when it was kind of a low point. Um, I got in when the economy was in the toilet as well. And a lot of people thought I was crazy, but I was super excited about my direction and the opportunities. I think that's a big part of when things start to fall is when that passion dies off and gets basically consumed by that fear. Are there some things we can do to reignite our passion and excitement for the things that maybe have become mundane? Because as an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. you have to wear hats sometimes that you don't want to wear. But what about that underlying excitement for what we're doing in our mission? How do we get reinvigorated with that? Great question. 
part of modern entrepreneurialism for a lot of people is it's a little bit of like the solopreneur, uh, personal brand, you know, not a big team. And then I think you, I think in the beginning, it's prudent to kind of get a wide variety of skills in entrepreneurship. Um, ideally, I would say like marketing, sales are, are obviously uh, lifeblood of any business, lifeblood and oxygen of any business. And those are super important. I think what takes a lot of passion out of it for people is where they stop stepping away from the core competency of what they want to do. Like, so for me, Elon, it's uh, coaching people, live events, speaking engagements, creating content is like at the core of what we want to do. Yet we spent four years in a state of mastery and like, you know, sales and marketing and all these different kinds of things. However, as like the company has grown, you know, we look for ways to automate, systemize or bring people in who have a direct passion with those kind of things that would take that over so that we can kind of like scale back the time on the things that we don't want to do and then increase and scale the time on the things that we want to do. So I, I think that's kind of what ends up happening. It's like people say like, well, how do I find what I'm passionate about? I think the first place to look is what would you keep doing day by day if uh, money wasn't involved? Uh, mm. What do your what do your friends come to you for and ask advice for that you end up having, you know, like hours worth of conversations about and whether that's music or psychology or, you know, whatever it is that you're into, that's probably the place you want to look. Now, if you start becoming an entrepreneur and you find out you have to do, damn, there's these 15 things I really don't want to do. At least in the short term, I would learn about them, get those things to a place where you feel uh, adequately competent and then quickly find people or systems that you can leverage so that you can step away from actually taking those actions because those are not going to be your favorite things to do anyway. Now, why do you want to learn about them with a with a level of competency? Is because if I bring my car to a mechanic, but I know nothing about my car, he's like, all right, you need to change these five things and the car will work again. And he might say, all right, you got to change your brakes and your timing belt. But if I know something about brakes and timing belts, I could look at it and say, those things are fine. Don't do that work. And then I can make sure that I'm actually getting back good work. So I think that's kind of what we want to get to. And, and it's something we used to train on quite a bit when we were doing business development and working with a lot of entrepreneurs is, hey, look, the things that you're doing day by day, um, you know, look for ways to automate and systemize. And what you're describing is working on your business versus working in your business. And so many people yeah. are fixated with this idea that they want to get to the point where they're working on growing their business and not working in the business. Keith Cunningham, he owns a company called Keys to the Vault and has a seminar. It's called the Four Day MBA, an incredible thought leader. I met him actually at a Tony Robbins uh, business master event. But mm. his perspective is you're a fool if you're a business owner and not working in your business as well because you need to know how things work, where the efficiencies lie, because you don't want to get bogged down by it, but you need to be doing both. So what you described there, I think, is a perfect example of that. Yes, you want to get to those point where you have those efficiencies and, and ways to offload those things. But if you don't have an understanding of what's happening inside your company, you can have real problems creep up before you even know it. Sure. And it's like and it's like learn to love all the different aspects of business, you know, that they're fine. Look, you, no one can really anticipate what entrepreneurialism is without going there, no more than anybody can anticipate what it's like going to China without going there, right? There are certain things are, are going to elate you about that process and they're going to wake you up and you're they're going to make you really excited. And then there's going to be things that challenge you like culture shock or large learning curves and stuff like that. You know, it's a lifelong relationship to entrepreneurialism. Uh, personally, I think the challenge of it in terms of your ability to grow unexpected happenings 
and you know everything else that goes along with it brings a lot more joy presence to my life than working a nine to five which is kind of like you know just becoming a drone and, and just doing this process day in and day out um you know in the world where you ask 80 percent of americans if they love their job and they say no i fucking hate it i think the alternative is worth the ride and for a lot of people they'll say well how long is it going to take before i'm successful that's an impossible thing to to answer. I, I think in a very general type of way, I've seen about three years for most people's businesses to kind of get into a really big upswing. Look at the same time, it's like, what's the difference? You went to college and you invested four years of your life, spent, I don't know, $200,000. Like, what's the return on investment on something like that? If I told you, look, for the next three, four years, five years, you're going to have to work pretty fucking hard. You might cry here and there. You're going to get frustrated. You might want to throw your computer out the window. You'll get in some arguments, but you're going to grow and you're going to learn. And three, four, five years from now, you're going to have a business you love. You can travel wherever you want, you know, kind of create the lifestyle of your dreams. Would you take that ride? And again, that's why I go back to, are you signing up to be a business owner or are you signing up to master something that allows you to then share what you're learning? And I think those are the probably the, you know, the most heartfelt businesses people uh, are into when they're somewhat uh, service oriented. Um, and not for everybody. Look, there's people who are really analytical and just liking, like hucking product. But, you know, that I think that's kind of what you have to go into it with is I'm here to master something. It's going to help me grow. I'm going to serve this marketplace. And, and that's what I really love doing. Can I just say two other things? Because you were asking Please. about like reigniting passion. Two tools that we use all the time. One, and this is the context for our entire Satori Prime business, is create a big problem. And what I mean is like create a problem so big that it could take you lifetimes to achieve that problem. And something that you're so excited by that, that that problem and solving that problem makes all the other things that you need to do part of the equation. So one of the things that we uh, created is we want to transform 100 million people's lives. I don't know if we'll ever get to that number. I don't even know what the hell that looks like. But you know what? I know in order to do that, I have to be a better person every day. So if that means waking up at five in the morning versus waking up at 7.30, that becomes part of my game. If reading more books does that, that becomes part of my game. All of it is encompassed inside of that one big thing that every day I wake up and I'm like, okay, how do I be the person that gets to solve that problem? And that's it. So that's number one. And number two is a lot of people's problems in life in general, business, relationships, et cetera, come from when they focus on themselves because our ego is always going to want to do the me, 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 me thing. Like, why me? Pay attention to me. No one loves me. No one accepts me like that. The second you make your life about serving others, a lot of the stuff that upsets you on a daily basis goes out the window. So between those two things, I mean, we've Guy and I did things a little bit backwards, kind of like we do everything in life. Most entrepreneurs get into entrepreneurship and then six months in go, oh, wow, this mindset stuff, like I really got to get my, my mindset handled. Guy and I had done 10 years of personal development work before we ever created Satori Prime. We were coaching thousands of people for free. And then one day we we're like, wait, we can charge for this. So we kind of did that backwards. And I think it made our life through those ups and downs a lot easier. And those are just like two awesome, awesome tools that we learned early on. That's wonderful. Well, guys, I uh, really appreciate this. Uh, I guarantee this is helping a lot of people. I wish I could say that my show was going to reach all 100 million of those people you're trying to reach, <laughs> but I'm falling just a little short of that. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to do our best to get this out there. So one last reminder before we wrap up here today, if you haven't already grabbed the app that all of your fellow Satorians are going gaga over, then I would recommend to do it right now. Well, I guess if you're driving, maybe not just this second. 
But when you get a chance, go to your iTunes or Google Play Store, search for Satori Prime and download it today. You'll get access, like I said earlier, to an amazing and life-changing 10-part mini-series. And if you want to know the clear steps to create the have-it-all life for yourself, this app is an absolute must. Like I said, and you can hear in my voice, we are incredibly excited to share it with you and be with you inside of our community. So we'll see you there. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love, promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends. 